from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. That's where you're listening. You're watching live on Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT. Charney's menswear and tuxedos is where we call our studio home, and we appreciate it. 3150 Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, New York. Dress up and dress down. Dress well at Charney's. And Charney's helped me to look good for the event that we just had this past weekend at the Marywood University tip-off dinner. And that tip-off dinner featured keynote speaker Duran Dickerson. Duran was a student athlete at Syracuse. Or at Syracuse. I'm thinking about Syracuse right now, the game tonight. He was a student athlete at Marywood University. And that's how we met each other. And once again, I was doing MU courtside. He was on the court doing his thing. And out of all the players that were there, he always stuck out to me because there was something about his good nature. There was something about his positivity. He was always smiling. And, you know, that's that's something that kind of sticks with you. And you would like to be around people like that and like to see that positivity on the daily. And it's not an easy thing to do to, to try and be positive, you know, every single day. As we know, there's ups and downs to life. But his positivity definitely has stuck through all of these years, and his love for Marywood has stuck through all these years. And he had an opportunity to be on stage and, and be a keynote speaker at the fifth annual tip-off dinner for the Marywood men's and women's basketball teams. And I had no doubt in my mind that he was going to go out there and, and, and drop the mic, and he definitely, definitely did. You know, everything that he said, everybody was hanging on every word. I looked around the room, and saw a bunch of people that were engaged and especially in the world we live in today to get off your cell phone and listen and sometimes that's really hard to get people to do a lot of times it is and Duran was able to do that with a real story a real message and just a whole lot of love and appreciation for where he's come from and where he's going so with that being said I know it's a long introduction but he deserves it Duran Dickerson here with us for the first time Duran how you doing today Man, uh, I, I thought I was doing amazing until uh, once again you just gave uh, probably one of the best introductions I've ever, I've ever received for myself, man. So uh, I'm, I'm even more appreciative of that, and, uh, and and because of that, I'm doing so much better than I was ten seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> so I and I I appreciate that, and and and, and you know, Duran, I, I mean. For me, to kind of go back, you know, we I talked about it a little bit when I brought you up on stage at the end of it, but. You know, you were playing, and, and I was, I was, you know, broadcasting there, and and we were in that the old dingy gym, and you know, I had to crawl under the bleachers and hook up all the stuff, and you know, all the dust and all that craziness, and trying to get things to work. You know, you remember playing in that gym, and and I remember obviously broadcasting there, but just you know what you can say. Do you remember those days? Do you you remember? You know, looking over at the uh, at the at, at our scores table and the broadcast table because you're one of the players I never forgot. So I just want to kind of see it from your perspective in that gym. I did, man. I did, and uh, it's funny because I always used to think, um, you know, I wonder because I couldn't, I couldn't necessarily hear what was happening, but I always just say, man, I wonder what he's saying. Uh, if I ever turned the ball over, or uh, you know, if I if I actually made a big shot or something like that, you know, I was always wondering. I wonder. I wonder what he said over here. What's you know, like how how's he uh, 
uh, engaging anybody that's listening. Like, how, how excited is everybody? Or, you know, who's, who's, who's talking trash about Deron turning the ball over or something like that? So, uh, from a personal standpoint, I, I did. I, you know, I would look over occasionally and wonder, you know, kind of what are the things that, that was said. Um, probably more so, um, you know, when I, when I had the opportunity to play a lot more and, uh, and, and, and give more. Um, you know, from a physical standpoint to, to the team, um, you know, that, that my senior year was, was a pretty decent year for me and, and being able to you know, have the opportunity to contribute uh, the way I did. Uh, you know, I would, I would always take the opportunity to kind of like look over and, and just, uh, you know, see if I can, if I can tell what's happening, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, like what, what that, what that stage is like, you know, and uh, again, I think that that was kind of, um, you know, when I talked about, uh, you know, my experiences at Marywood, you know, that was kind of one of them, like, like being able to live in the moment, right? Like, I, I'm, I'm all about people being able to uh, to, to be uh, excited, um, you know, to, to find some joy and, and, and happiness out of uh, out of everything that they're doing. And, uh, you know, uh, you know if, if I'm helping create that or if somebody can help me create that, I'm kind of, I'm always engaged in that. So, uh, you know, yes, absolutely, always, t- you know, took a, took a moment to look over and, and see what was going on. Shame on me for probably not engaging you more and trying to find out. Maybe we probably wouldn't talk that much more, uh, you know, during school. But, um, hey, listen, man, things happen for a reason. Um, God puts you in the right places uh, for a reason. And, um, you know, I think it's a coincidence that, you know, that, that we're linking up the way we are now. Yeah, you know, and, and that's the thing I always call them <clears throat> God incidences because I don't believe in. I don't believe in coincidences. I don't believe in, you know, that, that random, I believe that, you know, there's very purposeful things that happen in life and, you know, <clears throat> connections that are made. And, you know, you graduated, you know, a couple of years before me. And when we go back and look at that, when I go back and look at that and, you know, say it's, it's been over 10 years for both of us to have our paths cross again is, is, you know, something that, you know, again, I, I think it's a God incidence. I think there's a, a reason and a purpose to that. And I got to tell you, you know, I, I, I was I was more than excited to see you out there. I knew that you were going to do uh, a tremendous job and, and, and just I, I had nothing but faith and and you did not disappoint. How did it feel for you to be up on that stage and to have an opportunity to, you know, speak with these young men and women and to speak with the people in the room? Oh, man. So it, it really was a, an absolute honor. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be completely honest. Uh, you know, I, I, I never, uh, it's been a long time since I felt like I was um, uh, nervous to speak in front of people. Um, you know, I, I don't, I, it's, I like to think that I'm a people person. I'm very sociable. Um, you know, I never have a problem with, you know, kind of engaging in conversation with people. Um, this was different for me, man, because, uh, you know, I, I felt, um, I felt because of how much, how, how I appreciate Marywood and everything that it's done for me and how much love uh, that I have for, for that university, um, you know, I felt, I felt an obligation to literally go out and deliver um, like none other. And, um, and and I felt that because, you know, I, I thought that, I thought, I thought to myself, you know, this university has done so much for me and it continues to do so much for me by, by giving me this opportunity to, to come here and speak. Um, you know, like, you know, I would be doing, you know, Mary Wood, I would be doing um, Coach Mastriani and Coach uh, Carlton and their, or their staff and their players and their players' families this service if I if I if I didn't go up there and, and, and really captivate um, and, and make them hear um, you know my story the way I wanted them to hear it and, and make them uh, you know kind of feel the message that I was uh, that I wanted to send and so you know so the beginning of it was was very uh, you know I, I actually thought I had a couple more minutes because uh, that we were going to get a chance to watch the video um, which, which we 
say, but you know, for me, uh, when, when it's time to play, uh, you know, like I, I put my game face on and I'm and I'm ready to go, right? Like, I, you know, there's always going to be jitters. There's always going to be like the, you know, oh my gosh, I'm a little a little anxious uh, or a little nervous. But you know, once the once that, and I would use a basketball reference, right? Once the ball goes up in the air, it's, it's go time. And uh, you know, once I once I had a chance to get up there, that ball was in the air, it was go time. And you know, I just uh, you know, I just I paced around and I, I spoke from my heart, man. And I was able to you know look at people in their faces and, and in their eyes, and you know, and, and I could tell that they were you know uh, you know they were relating or they were really engaged in the things that I was saying. And, and for me, and for, I would imagine for anybody that's speaking publicly or, you know, in front of uh, large groups, um, you know, that's important, right, to, to know that, you know, people are kind of holding on to the things that they're saying. And, uh, you know, it just kind of allows you to continue to go. It, it starts to build and exude confidence. And, uh, and that's what it did for me, man. And it was just an amazing feeling. That coming from Deron Dickerson here this morning, uh, a, a, a Marywood University student athlete and somebody who just got to be the keynote speaker at the Marywood tip-off dinner. And, and, and speaking about that, you know, people engaging and whatnot, how did you kind of go through it? I mean, you know, and, and pick your brain about it because, you know, a couple of years ago I got to be the keynote speaker and, and you know, just to try and find that. And I was like you, you know, I had, I had written down some thoughts, you know, I kind of, you know, said some things to myself like this, is what I want to say. And I remember that all I had down on a piece of paper that I brought up there with me were some bullet points. And, you know, ultimately, I wasn't paying attention. You know, I was just kind of, you just kind of go. And I feel like with speeches, when when you're really trying, I mean, with any speech, when you're trying to get across to somebody, and, and maybe they wouldn't like me if I was president of the United States, or, or you if you were, I, I feel like you can't have the, the flashcards and you can't have the paper there. You just have to... You have to talk from your heart. And so for you, you know, in preparation of it, how much of it went into it, what went into it, and, and how much of it was just kind of off the cuff because, you know, going through that, like I said, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, what do I want to say? I want to make sure it resonates with them. And then you just kind of, you kind of, you hit your stride and you catch a wave and you just kind of ride that wave, at least from my perspective. So how did you take it? So, so I'll tell you, um, <clears throat> The only thing that I, the, the only thing that I actually planned was the the Y2K story, <laughs> and the only reason why I uh, I planned that is because you know as uh, you know over the years I, I've had the, the amazing opportunity to um, you know to kind of meet some, some great people and, and high places um, who, who who do speeches like that for a living. Um, uh, and different organizations, so on and so forth. And when when Coach Mastriani reached out to me and asked if I would if I would be interested in um, in, in being a keynote speaker, I was uh, completely overwhelmed, but uh, but but excited at the same time and, and said yes, uh, you know, pretty much immediately. Um, you know, obviously making sure that the, the schedule permit for me. But um, after I did that, I, I started reaching out to you know some of the people that um, that I looked up at that I looked to as uh, mentors. Um, that I respect and that I've heard give uh, give speeches that um, have have you know kind of captivated me and, and, and had me glued in the entire time, um, and, and and some of the positive feedback that I received from uh, you know from speaking. Um, one of the things that, that was told to me was that you know Deron, you know I think you're fine. I don't even think you need any any uh, any assistance. But um, one of the things that I would tell you if you didn't already think of this, right? He goes uh, he goes start your speech off with a uh, with a story. And then I and I go, 
from the humor. He goes, uh, but at the same time, it it, it almost kind of like uh, it almost kind of breaks the ice, right? It, it almost kind of takes away from uh, you know uh, you being so serious about uh, what you need to uh, what, you, what the message that you're trying to send, and that you know if you if you are less uptight about that, the the, the easier it is for you to kind of convey it after you're done with your with your with your story. So I was like, okay. Um, and the Y2K story is just one that is just uh, you know I, I tell that story. You know anybody that, that's never heard it, I, I like to um, you know kind of tell it because it, to me it is funny. And um, I hate to bring it up in front of my brothers because they really uh, they really give me a hard time about it, especially the way I grab them uh, uh, as uh, as twelve o'clock hits uh, on December thirty first, nineteen ninety nine. But um, you know, it was one of those things where I was like, okay, I'll be comfortable telling that story, and then, you know, I'll go from there. So, um, and, and I'm, I'll try not to ramble here, Dan, but, so I, I went to Philadelphia earlier in that day because I still, I still like to try to play basketball competitively, and I played in men's league down in Philadelphia called the Alumni League. It's a 30 and over league, um, and, and it really is just kind of to try to replicate, uh, Philadelphia public league basketball back in, um, back in the you know early to late 90s yeah right um and it's, it's a really cool it's a really cool league and i had a game at 3 p.m so i literally drove to philadelphia played in the game as soon as the game was over i slapped five with everybody and then jumped on the road and headed to scranton right so when you talk about preparation i literally use uh, let's call it a two-hour drive um i use a two-hour drive to literally try to prepare my speech and for that whole two hours i never I never got past finishing the Y2K story. For that whole two-hour drive, I never got past that Y2K story. So, um, honestly, when I got there, um, I, I met up with my buddy uh, Tom Tomasello, who was one, one of my roommates, um, who uh, shout out to Tom for, for coming and, and supporting not only me, but Mary Wood uh, Athletics. He's been supporting um, you know, the men's and women's basketball teams by going to games. And it's just kind of, uh, you know, he's, he's even going on uh, recruiting business with, uh, with some of the coaches, uh, from what I understand. Um, so we talk about Mary Wood, Taste of Pride, Mary East, he's definitely one of them as well. But he was my roommate um, and, and, and is, a, is a lifelong friend today. So I shout out to him for, for coming and assisting me. When I went to his house, I got cleaned up. And I just, I just smiled to myself and I said, you know what, man? I go, uh, you know, too much preparation is uh, it could be detrimental. And, and instead of continuing to try to figure out exactly how I'm going to deliver anything, I go get through that, get through your Y2K story, and then whatever else you say is, will come from the heart. And uh, and that's what that's what I did. And, and then when you said, one of the other parts of your question was, you know, how much of how much of it was off the cuff? Um, I think the only thing that was really off the cuff, um, like uh, you know, that I didn't necessarily think about talking about was uh, the, the last part on leadership and, and grabbing the captains from each team and bringing them up to the stage to, to kind of uh, speak to them individually um, in front of their peers um, about leadership. And one of the things that, that made me decide to do that is when um, is when Coach Mastriani and Coach Carlson decided to um, take a minute to introduce their teams and they identified who the captains was. I took that same time to circle um, who those captains were so that when I started touching different parts of, uh, of my uh, my speech, like value and brand and leadership, um, discipline, those things, you know, I figured that would be uh, that would be a, you know, a good thing to kind of speak specifically um, to them, but almost hold them account- accountable for their leadership in front of the peers. 
Yeah, you know, and, and to have that, and that was a very special moment, and was you know I was able to to catch that and be able to share that, you know, that we had we have that forever when you got to speak with those captains, and you know I thought that that was a tremendous moment to have something like that, and and to really speak to them, and and to you know to pass that baton and really talk to you know what the future is, and you know you were you were there, you know, and I think that you know you and I understand the fact that you know we didn't necessarily have somebody do what you did that day, you know, at the Marywood tip-off dinner, you didn't necessarily have somebody, you know, stand on a stage and do that with you. I didn't have anybody stand and, and do that with me with MU courtside. So, you know, it's, there's that feeling of, you know, we got to experience something and we went through a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, and we learned a lot at Marywood university. And then what do you do with what you learned? You know, how do you make it better? And at least for my life is how do you, how do you make somebody else's road better than your road was. How do you pave a road for them that wasn't there when you when you were embarking on it? If it was a bunch of trees and shrubbery that you had to cut through, did you create a road? Did you just cut through it and leave no tracks or did you did you cut a road for somebody else? And so for you to be able to do that and to be so profound in your speech and, and everything that you brought forward, you know, it, it meant the world to me that, you know, it's, it's been a while. Like you said, we didn't, we didn't really get to connect a lot in college. And, you know, you were somebody that I respected from afar. And like you said, and I never knew that you were like, oh, what's he saying? What's he thinking type of thing. But now all these years later to be up on that stage and when Enrico said, well, you do the closing, Dan, I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not doing this closing by myself. And, and so for me, and I was like, I don't deserve that. You know, he deserves to be up here. I mean, frankly, everybody does. And, you know, the, this is a moment for everybody, for the people that are in those seats and, you know, for us to care so much. And, you know, I, I got to tell you, brother, and, and I'm always honest on this show. I, I don't know how to be honest any other way or, or how to not be, you know, how to, how to be anything else, really. And when I brought you up there and, and I gave you that hug and you said, you know, you were trying to make me cry on this stage. Like I was right there with you, honestly. And, and, uh, and I got to tell you that the, my favorite part of the night was that hug. And I, and I really do appreciate you coming up to the stage because I know you didn't know that I was going to ask you to do that. And you talk about preparation. The only thing that I had in my head was I'm going to have Duran come up here at the end. That's all I knew. So. Oh man, it was, it was definitely, uh, uh, of, of, of all the things that I was not expecting, uh, that was probably one. Um, and, and, and even more, um, you know, unexpected was just the, the way you delivered um, the closing, um, you know, the, the hug. And, and, and what I said was uh, was from the heart as well, man, because, uh, again, you know, you, you, you said some words, man, that just said uh, almost kind of... I almost said it, it, it stuck with me as well. Um, it, it even made me feel, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier about how, we, you, know, we, uh, you know, shame on me for maybe not engaging with you more, um, you know, back when, back when we were in school. But um, it, it, it said to me, man, like, like, man, what opportunities have we talked about uh, during my speech about opportunities and identifying them and being able to capitalize on them, right? You know, I always said to myself, like, or I said to myself then, like, what opportunities, you know, did I miss? Um, by, 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 you know, just not engaging with people, right? Because, because you know, again, years later, let's call it 15, 10 to 15 years later, uh, removed from uh, removed from a student athlete or, or just a student at, uh, at, at MU, and, and you're still having somebody have these, these things to say about you, and they probably still have so much more to learn about you. And, uh, you know, again, it made me feel phenomenal, man, and, uh, and, I, and I appreciate you for, uh, for that 100%. 
Yeah, you know, and, and obviously, you know, it's a meaningful thing. And, and, and one of the things, and again, I didn't have anything written down on what I was going to say there. But when you look out at that crowd, and I think you can feel this, you kind of just, when you speak from the heart and you're a genuine person and you care and you genuinely love and, you know, whatever you're talking about is something that means something to you, the words just come. And, I, I, you know, and, 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 and looking out at that crowd and when I said, you know, we're the epitome of Marywood, what I meant by that was, you know, we fought like hell to get to where we are. And, you know, we're standing up on this stage, you know, wearing suits today, but that doesn't mean that we didn't get dragged through the mud a little bit. We didn't feel that pain and that strife and, you know, standing up on that stage and, and, and I can speak for me, I, I can't speak for you, but being up on that stage at this dinner, it means more to me than I can ever put into words adequately because of the fact that there are moments in my life where I thought, I'm never going to get to this stage or this stage doesn't even exist, you know? And, and so for me to stand up there and to look out at them and say, you know, this is Marywood because we've both been out of here for over a decade and we came back here. And this is one of the things that we love so much. And this is what we're going to tell our friends about. And this is what we're going to tell our family about and our significant other. Like, this is where, like, we're going to tell this story at Thanksgiving and we're going to tell this story to our kids. Like, you have no idea how much this means to Duran and I. And I think that that was the biggest part of it is that we genuinely loved being there and we love that community. And I know that you and I are always going to want this, the best for this community at Marywood. Absolutely, man. And, uh, you know, what's funny, Dan, is, um, so for as much joy and pleasure as I, as I received from, um, from doing that speech, that, you know, I, it, it took another day or so for for it to really kick in the significance of, uh, of of what I had the opportunity to do and what it what it took outside of um, you know all the love and, su- and support that I received from you know from everybody just kind of thanking me for, for coming and, and saying that what a great message on and so forth um, you know it, it took for uh, for you to share um, that that last tidbit of uh, on leadership with the captains on social media. And then tons and tons and tons of people, um, you know, either commented or, or liked and or shared, right? So I've, I've got some high school friends um, that I still speak to, uh, speak with rather. Um, they shared it and it's like, you know, look at look at my high school teammate and doing big things. And, uh, you know, uh, Lawrence Tompkins, who uh, was, a, was a keynote speaker, I want to say, two or three years ago uh, at, this, uh, at the tip-off dinner, um, you know, he made a comment on, on the post that really just, uh, and Lawrence was one of my roommates as well um, at, at Marywood University, but he uh, he said something that just really uh, almost kind of got me choked up a little bit, and I'm going to read it to you because I, I saved it, but he said, let's be honest, anyone who played with Ron Dickerson knows how great of a teammate he was and how 100% true the words are that he said. You couldn't have picked a better option to speak. That... That's just that's and the reason why that, that hit me so 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 hard there was because um, when I heard that he was the keynote speaker a couple years ago, yeah. I would have probably said the same exact words about him. Yeah, I would have probably said the same exact words about him. So for so for him to for him to say that about me, man, it just it made me feel uh, so good. Um, and again, um, you know, just uh, the high school friends uh, sharing the post all the love and support that I received on there, like for, for people that didn't know uh, that I was doing it or just had a chance to like, see 
coming from Deron Dickerson here this morning on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. First time that he has been on the show with us at Gracing the Stage. We appreciate it. He just graced the stage this past weekend at the Marywood Tip-Off Dinner for Men's and Women's Basketball. Uh, Deron, before I let you go, I want to get to a couple things. Uh, one of them being Enrico Mastriani and and, and just, I mean, for well, it's kind of a two-parter. Enrico and Jen, just what your takeaways are from both of them with Enrico going into year number five and Jen into her first season, just what your first impressions are of both of them. And then secondly, you know, just what Enrico means to you, because at least from my perspective, you know, when I, when I came in and, you know, and I got in the first, I met Eric Grunman over the phone because he called me and said, you know, I know you're a good three point shooter. I want you to come in. And it, the, the irony and the, and kind of the, the craziness of this is that Grunman called me about the basketball team and about coming and trying out. And I was coming off of a bad coach and I was bitter. We could have actually been teammates. So, which, which is crazy to look all these years later. And because of the paths that we both chose, we still ended up teammates, in a, you know, sure. it, you know, and so uh, to me to look back at that, Grunman was the coach, but my point to it is Enrico wasn't there when you were there and he wasn't there when I was there. Yet he feels like like he's such a big reason why I love Marywood. So you know what your takeaway is from Enrico, and you know even though he wasn't your coach, how it kind of maybe feels like he he was in a way, if that makes sense. And then just what you think about Enrico and Jen as a whole. So uh, specifically on uh, Coach Mastriani, and so he was the assistant coach at Misericordia when uh, when I played. So I had, so I knew of Coach Mastriani before um, before he came to Marywood. So when he was uh, when he was hired there, um, you know, it, the name wasn't uh, an unfamiliar name to me. Um, you know, one of the things, uh, one of the ways that I ended up uh, kind of getting engaged with him is, um, you know, Coach Eric Grumman was still part of uh, Marywood University in a different capacity um, from coaching, um, and he was responsible for trying to help uh, orchestrate um, uh, alumni games. And for myself and other teammates of mine um, that I still keep in contact with, um, you know, we still try to get together as often as we possibly can to, you know, just get together and hang out. But, you know, if we can squeeze some time in there to play ball, we definitely try to do that as well. Um, but we, we literally would put it on the calendar um, and make plans to, to go up to Marywood and, and, and go back to the alumni league game. Uh, we've come up there with our with our wives and kids at times. So, um, you know, there, you know, if it was something about the alumni game that, that, you know, kept us together outside of, you know, when we would try, um, you know, living in different parts of uh, parts of the country. Well, um, Coach Mastriani uh, actually was recruiting two young men out of uh, Susquehanna Township High School in Harrisburg, PA, which is two minutes away from my house, and I actually uh, had the distinct uh, pleasure of, of being a head JV coach there and also an assistant varsity coach there. Um, back in uh, 2013 and 2014. And, um, you know, I know Coach was coming down to, uh, to visit or to check out one of the games, and, uh, and I was able to connect with him and told him that I would meet him at the game. And then, so we had the opportunity to meet at the game and sit. And because I coached both of the guys that he was looking to recruit at the time, um, I was able to kind of, you know, kind of talk to him, like talk basketball, um, you know, while we were 
watching a game and, and specifically about the players and, you know, about the things that, um, you know, strengths and weaknesses and stuff like that, you know, as he's kind of, you know, looking at them as uh, players to come in for his, for his program. So, um, so we kind of connected there. Um, and then from there, um, you know, I think the communication just became a little bit more, right? Um, you know, when, when Coach was looking at putting together an alumni, uh, an alumni game, he reached out to myself and asked me if I could reach out to some of the other players and stuff like that. Um, you know, obviously we follow each other on social media, um, you know, so, you know, there's, there's obviously likes and love and comments here and there, um, you know, so uh, so I, as far as my, um, you know, how I feel about Coach, um, even, even, more, even more today um, than, than before, um, you know, him reaching out to me and, and asking if I would if I would want to if I would be interested and in, you know speaking um, it said a lot it said a lot to me it said that um, you know it, it didn't it didn't take us to be um, you know the greatest of friends or um, you know coach and player or anything like that for him to see the value and um, and what I would bring um, and, and or and or for him to see you know what Mary Wood has meant to me and how you know me telling my story about that could resonate to his group and I think that's probably the most important part and that's the reason why I feel so strongly about Coach Mastriani today is because um, you know what, what he sees in me or what he saw in me um, and, and how he feels as though that can help his players continue to grow again I think that 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 is the biggest takeaway um, of the whole thing right like it's not about it's not about like uh, you know what he's going to do, what his team is going to do this season. It's really about, you know, during this season, what is he going to be able to, um, you know, uh, uh, what type of position is he going to put his players in um, to, to be successful, not necessarily just on the court, but in life. And I think that he's already doing the right things. Um, and I can, I, again, I, can, I can't thank him enough for giving me an opportunity to, to speak to them. And hopefully, you know, they, some of the things that I said can help um, you know, the message that he's, uh, he's trying to send uh, through the year as well. Um, in terms of Coach Carlton, um, again, I, I love the fact that uh, that I was seated with her and her staff. Um, I had a chance to meet her mother and her sister, which was awesome. Um, her assistants, uh, Mariah and Joe. I had a chance to meet Mariah's mom and Joe's wife, and then also uh, Nikki as well. Um, and, and I just I, I feel like uh, you know, perfect storm for her. Um, being that she has the type of support that she has coming in as late as she had to come in, or as late as she was hired. Um, you know, to, to run this program. Um, I think she's got three tremendous leaders um, uh, from uh, her captains. Um, and, and I think that, you know, she mentioned yesterday on the show that she's got seven, I think it was seven or nine players that are first-timers, right? So whether they be freshmen or they just haven't played uh, college basketball before, um, that, that's, a, that's a tough task. And, you know, uh, you know coming in, um, and not having a whole lot of time to uh, adjust your rosters, uh, you know, get recruiting done, try to figure out the style of basketball that's going to be most beneficial for uh, for your program um, is a tough task in itself. Um, then when you add on, you know, having uh, more than 50 percent of your team to be, uh, you know, fresh freshmen or having not played basketball um, on a college level before um, is, is another tall task in itself. But I think that she's surrounded by, by a great group of great staff. Um, I think that her her style will allow will allow her to. Uh, and she she mentioned how her style really wants to be kind of run and gun. Um, you know, I think she said at the uh, on your uh, on your media day that if she never had to call a play, she'd be a happy person, right? So you know, uh, her girls can get a rebound and kind of push the ball to the court and get a basket. Um, the reality is it's probably not always going to be that way, but if the foundation can be, 
to be able to, you know, to get a rebound and, and really uh, have a have a, um, a secondary break, some sort of transition where her team can get down the court. Um, and if they can't get a quick basket, they can then set up into something. I think it makes her job that much easier to be able to kind of put something in place that the uh, that her that her captains can 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 uh, you know kind of evangelize on the court. Um, and her and her new players, freshmen and uh, first time players, can adjust to very very quickly. So um, you know, uh, again, I I, I haven't uh, that, that's my only uh, interaction with Coach. Uh, her and I just became uh, friends on social media, so you know, I'll get to kind of engage and, act, and interact with her a little bit more. Um, we're actually gonna we're gonna be talking more anyway because uh, there is actually a young lady in my uh, in my area who uh, she mentioned uh, from a recruiting standpoint, she could um, you know, she she really use um, a, a good shooter. And this young lady in my area is actually a really good shooter, and I'm pretty close with her family. Um, so I, I, I exchanged information with uh, with Coach Carlton there, um, and I'm going to help her with uh, kind of engaging this young lady here, and hopefully again try to add to that 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 pace of pride and, and to that program. And you know, she's another young quality uh, person that uh, that Mary would would, uh, would would love to have. That coming from Duran Dickerson here this morning on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Both of us proud alum of Marywood University. Duran, you saw me do this, and it's a part of my show, and I love it, and it's how I want to round out the first hour of today's show. It's a lot of fun, and I think that you and I and and putting our brains together are going to make this an interesting one. So I would like to put us both on the hot seat and play some rapid fire in closing. Are you you game for that? Absolutely. All right. Now, I I normally, because, you know, with the coaches and whatnot, they're like, we're nervous, you go first, but I'm going to defer to you on this one. You can ask me the first question. What is your question? Okay. Um, so, if you, if you, uh, let's see. So, okay. All right, I got it. So, if you had a chance to, or if you had a choice, rather, to understand what a baby is saying when they are just making noise. Okay. Or to be able to communicate with your favorite animal. What would you choose? Which one would you choose? Why would you choose? Oh, that's so hard. <laughs> I, I, you know, I was going to pick the baby like hands down outright, no matter what you said, because, you know, I, I, I had, I had talked about this before when, uh, cause, cause my, my niece and I mean, everybody that knows me knows that I don't have any blood brothers or sisters, but yet I have six nieces and five nephews because, you know, friends become family and you know, you know, the drill Duran, when you're, when you're an uncle, you're an uncle. That's just how it is. Absolutely. So I, Ariana was just born and, and she's been going through some stuff at the hospital and she's coming home today by the grace of God. And so I would, I would have said I wanted to know what was wrong with her, like her tell me, but then, you know, my, my kid, my daughter, my, my first, and I told her no matter how many daughters I have, she'll always be my favorite is my, my dog Lily. And so I'd have to answer you and say that I would love to know what she's thinking. Cause I can kind I kind of know what she's thinking. And, and the crazy thing about it is if you met her and she was actually, uh, she came to practice the next day she she went to practice with me and and the uh, and the lady over at Marywood Enrico had practice going on and my dog literally sat there and and this was like one of the proudest father moments it, it, you know it, that I've ever had as I'm sitting at the table where I did MU courtside in the new gym and my dog is sitting on my lap 
watching practice and I'm like, how could, how could you be a prouder dad? And she sat there for an hour. I mean, she watched practice for an hour. So I, I feel like I already know her, you know, obviously, but I would love to know what's going through her head sometimes, including when daddy dances and when daddy dressed up like the Joker, I would love to know how terrified she was. So yeah, just, a, just a few things. So, all right. So, so, so Duran, you have, let everybody, I want to shout out, I want to shout out the kids here. So shout out your kids right now. Cause I have a, I have a question about kids as well. Awesome. So I have, uh, I have my oldest is Corey. Her name is, uh, her name is, wow. She's seven. I'm sorry. Her name is Corey. She's seven. Um, my middle daughter is Casey and she is two. She'll be three in December. And then my, uh, my youngest is my son. Uh, his name is Donovan and he is five months old. So, <clears throat> so you have, you have your three. You have your two girls and a boy. <clears throat> what advice would you give to someone like me or anybody out there that does not have children and hopes to someday, now having three kids, what is your best advice to impart on the world? So my best advice for, so, okay, well, let me, let me ask this question. Uh, is it to someone that uh, doesn't have kids but aspires to? Yes, yes. Okay. My advice would be that uh, never give up on having children. Um, so if that's something that you are, you know, aspiring to do and it hasn't happened for you yet, you know, uh, God has a plan for you, so keep trying. If it, if it just doesn't happen, it, it doesn't happen. But, uh, you know, don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on, on God's plan. Uh, that's one. Two would be, um, you know, if, if you... If you did not believe that you were a patient person, <laughs> it would it will definitely get tested. Um, if you thought you were the most patient person in the world, um, you may see a different side of yourself. Um, however, in learning patience and um, and uh, building patience, um, there is so much joy. There is so much love. Um, there, there's nothing like uh, you know, being being you know sitting on the couch and then you know your your, your daughter or, or even your son you know kind of give you a hug and just tell you that they love you randomly. Um, one of the things that I enjoy about uh, about kids period is that uh, you know they uh, they're they are extremely honest because they don't know any better, right? Um, so a lot of the times, like like you know uh, this will, this would be a funny one, but uh, you know. Every now and again, uh, in the morning, my daughter will say, "Daddy, your breath stinks." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, if, if it was an adult saying that to me, I would be mad immediately. Uh, but my daughter's telling me that I'm like, "Oh, my breath really stinks." You know what I mean? I need to I even brush my teeth. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, to, to me, like the uh, the the honesty of of your children um, and, and how they are with you, and and, and when they're young. Don't take it for granted. Like favor it as much as possible, because obviously, as they continue to get older, you know, like they're, you know, they they they'll try to uh, kind of hide the truth a little bit at times. Uh, I'm starting to notice that with my little daughter, when I mean, my, my oldest daughter, when she doesn't want to eat all her food. Um, but nonetheless, uh, you know, just the, you know the, the the love that they have for you, um, and and how they and, and how they. Um, how independent they like to be at times, but how dependent they want uh, they want you to be for them is, uh, is is something that I would never ever ever give up uh, ever in life. 
and um, and, and I will also tell you to, to um, enjoy the experience, right? Because when we talk about uh, our experiences, like at Marywood University, um, it was an experience that was different from going through high school. Uh, it, was an, uh, it was an experience that was different from um, you know uh, even going through uh, you know going through middle school, right? So like it, it's, it's, it uh, represents that transition in life. It, re- it represents uh, you know that that next step of maturity. Um, and, and, and I'm a firm believer in you know uh, you know having an extra gear. Right, like we all have an extra gear. There's always, there's always something more that we can, that we can achieve, right? That we, that we can, that we can go after. And um, you know, again, for me, fatherhood was something that I, that I was, you know, that I, I wasn't sure about. Like, I, like I wanted it, but I didn't know if I was going to be a good father, right? And um, you know, you realize how how things change, how your priorities change, how uh, how you approach life changes. Um, and and I would just tell you to rather than get worked up about it rather than trying to figure out how you um, continue to do this while still trying to do that. Just uh, just uh, appreciate being a father. Appreciate the, the fact that your kids want you around and they, and they feel like they need you around because um, just like anything else, um, there's going to come a time where they're probably not feel like they don't need you as much. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't ever want to get to that point. Right? So um, I'm living in the moment with my kids, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm living through them. As much as I still like to play basketball, my daughter actually is starting basketball tomorrow, and uh, so I'm going to be one of her coaches, which I'm excited about that. Um, fun fact about my kids is uh, my wife and I never decided to find out the sex of our children. So uh, so we, we go through the entire pregnancy not knowing what we're going to have. Yeah. And so this third, this third child was, was very stressful for me because I'm like, man, if I have a third girl, I'm, I'm going to have to invest in a, in a dog, like a big one, and maybe Brutus or something like that because I need some more testosterone in the house. But, uh, but uh, no, we uh, God bless us with, uh, with, with, with Donovan, uh, and he's amazing. Uh, he's actually a complete opposite of, of his daughters and uh, of his daughters, of his sisters, excuse me, uh, in the sense of, uh, you know, kind of how he is as a baby. Uh, so it's almost like a, a breath of fresh air. Um, and uh, it's, it's kind of, it's completing me as a father, man. Like, I, just, I feel, I feel, I, I feel complete, man. Like, if my life ended today, and God willing, I, you know, I've got many, many, many more years on this earth, but if it ended today, man, I'd, I'd be so pleased with, uh, you know, with the things that I've been able to accomplish and the, the family that I've been able to, um, you know, to create. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing, and and that's such an amazing, and thank you for that advice, you know, and, and that's it's such an amazing thing, and and you know, for me, and and I know that you and I obviously haven't talked about this, but you know, a lot of people obviously, uh, or I've shared with some people, you know, what's gone on, you know, I, I went through that when you know, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans, and and I used to think that you know, when somebody said that to me, I get so mad, and now I tell it to people because I know it's real, you know, I I was. I was married, you know, and, and, and I knew that it, it wasn't going where it needed to go. And, and I, in my head, I was like, I was caught between the, I want to be a dad, but I know that I, I should not have kids in this, in this environment. And so it was one of those hard things. And now here I am today and, you know, I'm, I'm smiling and I, I feel good. And people always say, they're like, you look so happy. And I said, yeah, because, because, you know, and it's no offense to the other person, but God took stuff out of my life that was, that was bringing me down. He took the rocks out that were pulling me down to the bottom of the ocean. And now I got a shot at being a dad again. And, and when I, you know, I said, when I'm 25, I'm going to have my first kid. I just turned 34 and I don't have my first kid, you know? And, and, and to me, I'm okay with that 
because I know that he's got a plan and I know, and I know that God is awesome. And I know how much I whine and complain. He always looks at me and he's like, really dude. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> so, you know, you always know it's going to work out. Okay. And you know, so that that's why that advice is so cool. But uh, my, so what is your, what is your next one for me? We'll do, we'll do one more piece. Okay, cool. Uh, let's see. All right. So, uh, for Marywood guy. So if you could choose two words to describe yourself before Marywood and then choose two words again to describe yourself after Marywood, what would those words be? I love this. So I would say I really wasn't myself in high school and I, I always had like I love making people laugh. And being quick witted was always something with me. But in high school I went to school with a bunch of I'm going to call them interesting people. And, and so, and so for me, I, I kind of kept everything to myself and I wasn't really me. And then one day this kid made fun of me. He walked down, he was just walking by and I remember shutting my locker and the quick wit just came out. And from that moment on, I never put it back. So I would say before Marywood, I was, I was timid. I wasn't being my, my true self, I would say, is one thing. Uh, another thing I would say is that I, I let – sorry, I would, say, I would say being timid. And the other thing that I would say uh, before Mary Wood was that I maybe didn't think a lot of myself in the romantic world because I wasn't really involved in that in high school. And then uh, just the people I went to school with – didn't think that they're, uh, my mom used to tell me that, remember, they blank the same way as you do when they sit on the toilet. So that, that was something that I had to think about, <laughs> but, <laughs> but after, after Mary Wood, I would say, you know, I honestly believe I could run for president and win. And so what I mean by that is, you know, my confidence is ever growing. And the second thing I would say about Mary Wood is every single thing I went through at Mary Wood was worth it and and it taught me so much love and it's funny if mary would ask me for something i'm there and it, it's it's just it, i don't know it's it's something that means the world to me and that's why you know my my girlfriend now i, I wanted her to come and i wanted her to be there and i was like well i want to sleep over in scranton because the next day i want to bring you on campus and i want to show you around because there's just something about it so i think the two things after is just that you know, my, my confidence is, 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 is sky high. And, you know, I think people get to see, you know, me for me and an all time level because I was always myself, but I, I let the world kind of, kind of beat me down a little bit. I think we all do at times. And nowadays when the world tries to beat up on me, I, I, I honestly, I do have my moments. I do have my moments, but I tend to laugh a lot more going, Oh, a world you, you didn't see how you lost all those other fights. Okay, but we're going to do it again? Oh, we're going to do it again. All right. So, right, right. you know, I, 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 I step into the ring and I'm kind of just like, oh, oh you, you don't know what's about to happen. So, you know. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm, I'm going to stick with this question because I like it. What what two words best described you before, Mary Wood, and what two best describe you after? Um, so I, I say, I say a little bit of both as well. Um, like I, you mentioned timid, um, you know, I think I was a very, uh, timid, uh, person, uh, very conservative person. Um, so, so timid and conservative are probably the two words that probably best come to mind. Um, 
reason why I say it like that is, um, you know, it, it really would be, um, um, it, it would be more from just kind of like uh, my personality, but also just kind of my uh, my abilities, right? So I never, uh, I was I was timid in the sense that, um, you know, I like, you know, I could think that something was funny. I think I could I could say something that was witty, like you talked about wit, right? I could say something that that was witty. But I'd have I'd have a whole conversation with myself prior to saying it that led me to believe that it wouldn't be as funny as I think it is, and that's the reason why I want to say it. Yeah. So I wouldn't say it at all. Whereas today I could say it and I could laugh at myself if it sounds worse than it did in my mind, right? So uh, so like before before Maywood, I was very timid, very. Um, very conservative, you know, like, uh, like, uh, before Marywood, I, I didn't smile big, right, um, I, I tell you a quick story, when I was, uh, when I was younger, um, when I was in junior college, so it was a transfer into Marywood, but I went home one, one, uh, it was like a break or something like that, and, uh, my grandmother, who was alive at the time, I went to her house, and I'm hanging out with my grandmother, and we're just talking, we're talking, and she said something that was hilarious, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but she said it as she was going up the steps. And when she said it, I started laughing. Like, it literally was kind of like gut-busting funny to me, right? And I started laughing really, really hard with the biggest smile on my face. And my grandmother stopped halfway up the steps because she's watching me laugh. And she stopped and she says, she says, baby, she goes, I've never noticed this before. She, has, she says, you have probably the best smile I've ever seen. Right? Yeah. And, I was, and, that, and that made me smile even more. Right, so I stopped laughing hard, and then you smile like almost kind of like blush smile, and uh, and then ever since then I can't stop smiling. Right, like I, you know, it's, it's it's important for me to smile as if like you know I just had you know another kid. You know, I can, I can think about like how, how big my smiles were when when my kids were born, and like it, it, so it means something to me to always smile that big. Right, and, and, and because of that, it's, it's, um, it really is, um, you know, it doesn't cost a thing, right, but it makes you feel so good. Yeah. Right? It doesn't cost a thing to smile, but it makes you feel so good. And then more importantly, somebody else sees you smiling, and they smile naturally because they, they're like, why are you smiling? Right? Before they even find out exactly why they're smiling, look at you, they, they get like a little smirk on their face or a smile, like, wait, what's going on? What are you smiling about? Right, um, and, and and like I'll, I'll, I'll give my smile a huge credit to being able to again being able to engage and interact with people, man. Um, it really is an is a, it's an icebreaker. It's, it lets down people's guards, and, and and they they look at you and they say, "Oh man, like this is like I, I want to understand what's happening here. I want to understand what's happening here." So um, so before very timid, very uh, very uh, conservative. After I'm, I'm almost with you as well with the confidence piece. Like I'm, you know, sometimes people uh, mistake confidence for um, for being cocky, yeah. and uh, and I think that I think that there is a, a, a big gap in between there. Um, I am not a cocky person at all, but I, I like to think that I am very very confident. I'm very confident in myself and my abilities. I'm very confident in um, and, and how I think I can affect people and can, can affect change. Um, and, and so I operate that way. I operate that way, and I, and I do it because um, the more confident you are, the more confidence that people can see in you, the more confident they are in you. And and so, so I make that a point to be as confident as possible. Um, and I was and before Mary Wood, you know, it's a it's a regret of mine that I lack so much confidence. 
You know what I mean? I wouldn't change how things went for me, but yeah. had I been a little bit more confident, maybe I'd, I'd never even make it to Marywood. Maybe my ability in basketball would have given me different opportunities, or uh, you know, maybe my ability to you know to, to interact and be social with people was led to other opportunities that took me away from Marywood. So again, I wouldn't take I wouldn't take away anything that has happened, um, but I do regret not having the type of confidence that I have today. Um, um, but I can also thank Marywood for for putting me in a position to you know to, to continue to, to to gain confidence and. Um, you know, and to be that type of person that, that feels, uh, you know, feels great about their abilities and what they can accomplish based on, um, you know, what, what Mary will provide it. Um, and then the other, the last part would be, um, just, uh, I would say that I am, uh, uh, and not that I wasn't caring, um, before, um, before Mary would, but, uh, but today I, I like to think that I'm an extremely caring person. Um, and, and, and caring, uh, goes a long way. Um, like I, like I really think about a lot, lots of other people, um, before I think about myself. Um, you mentioned the, uh, during the, um, during our, uh, the, the closing speech at the, uh, at the football tournament, you mentioned how, like, if you follow me on social media, um, you know, you'll see some of the things that I'm doing. Um, like I, I actually host a, um, uh, workout group here in the Harrisburg area, um, and it really is about um, just kind of uh, taking people that are um, that are looking to, you know, kind of have a, looking for, you know, a better way of life, looking for, um, you know, the a healthier lifestyle, right? Yeah. But 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 they are intimidated by going to a gym, or they just don't they, they don't enjoy that that type of environment. Um, this is just a this is an opportunity for them to come around people that are like minded that are that that all have the same goal in mind, which is to get healthy and which is to provide uh, support um, for each other. And and I and I do that whether it's one person that's you know coming to work out or twenty people willing to come work out, right? Um, and and I think that um, you know like people always say, well, how much do you charge for for people to do that? And I'm like, well, I don't charge anything. I'm going to work out anyway, so I'm just inviting people to come work out with me. And I'm like, what, what, what? <laughs> and then they're like, uh, and then they're like, well, so, you know, like, what, are you just gonna do it? Are you just gonna do it on this day, um, or, or are you only gonna do it a couple times a week? I'm like, I'll do it every day if, if people want to come out, right? And then on top of that, like, I've got a closed Facebook uh, uh, group for anybody that's ever, you know, come to the class or anybody that's ever interested in coming to the class. And you know, each day we try to post some stuff on there, something that's positive, something that's motivating, something that's inspirational. Something that helps uh, you know people have better eating habits. That helps people um, you know uh, you know get a workout in if they can't join a group, so, so on and so forth. And we've had tons of people that uh, that have seen success from it. You know, I was a walking testimony of my own. Um, you know, I kind of got to a to a point where after having kids and stuff like that, just kind of got lazy. You know, gained a bunch of weight. Um, didn't feel great about myself and and, and, and how I looked and how I felt. And so I so I made a change, and it was a drastic change because I wanted some drastic results. I ended up losing 32 pounds. And, um, and people were like, oh my gosh, wow, what did you do? How did you do it? So on and so forth. Um, and, and so I started telling my story to people, and people wanted to be included in that. So they started to do the same thing. I've got a young lady that is uh, on pace, or not on pace, but she's already lost 25 pounds, and her goal is to lose 30 by December. So she's right there. I got another lady that uh, that uh, had goals to just lose a little bit of weight in general. She's lost 18 pounds in a spitting clothes that she hasn't fit in over, uh, over three years. I've got another lady that just actually sent me a text message this morning before this call and said she's dropped down into a different weight group and she never thought she was going to get there and she thought she couldn't even get there because she just recently got her hair done and has a whole lot of stuff going on with her hair. Just started with add a couple pounds and she was like, I, she's like, I'm already, she's like, I'm below that with all this extra hair. So 
but she's like, it's like people are just excited and, and they're riding that momentum, they're riding that weight, and they're feeding off of the positive energy that, that uh, you know, that, that, you know, me being a caring person is trying to provide to people. So, um, caring and, 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 uh, and, uh, what was the other one? Confidence. Confidence, yes. Yeah. Caring and confident, man. Uh, those are those are two that I would say best describe me today, man. That coming once again from Duran Dickerson here this morning. And, and Duran, you know, I mean, honestly, I appreciate it. You know, I know that you and I set out to, you know, to have a conversation for a little bit here this morning. And, you know, it obviously turned into something uh, even more so and, 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 and even more real. And hopefully, you know, this can speak to people and hopefully it can help people out and, and help them to see things that they need to see and, and, and get what they need out of it. But, you know, I, I just have to say to you, you know, I, I coming back to Marywood is something that I enjoy doing every single year. Uh, a big part of that is is what the athletic department has done for that. And on top of that, you know, this year I couldn't wait to be able to come and reconnect with you and, and, and have some have some time with you and whatnot. So I hope that this is the beginning of the world seeing you and I together with a lot more stuff. And, you know, hopefully we can come up with some ideas. I'm sure we can uh, to help out this world a little bit and help each other. Don't threaten me with a good time, brother. (laughs) Hey, listen, I'm right there with you. So I I told you before and I'll tell you again. So you and I will be in touch after the show today. And and I just want to thank you for being a part of this broadcast and and being a part of my life. And no regrets about anything. You know, we, we, we were brought in front of each other a long time ago. We're brought back there again, and now what we do with it is going to be our present back to the big guy upstairs. Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm, I'm all game for that, man. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for all your your, your audience that, that's listening and that follows and that watches. Um, you know, feel free to, to, to connect with me if you, if you ever want to, ever need to. Um, I, I'm, I'm an open person, man. I'm an open book. You'll get a street from me every time. So um, thank you so much for this platform. Um, I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to doing other things with you, but. Yeah, man, absolutely. So God bless, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Have a good day. Likewise. Thanks. All right, take care. That coming once again from Duran Dickerson. Duran Dickerson here at Marywood University. Uh, all the respect in the world for the man. And I want to put this up here for Duran, for myself, and for all of you Marywooders. Be the good. Believe there is good in the world. This was sent to me as I was going through my divorce. This was sent to me at a very... Uh, at a point in my life where my brain was tasked with a lot of things. And so, Marywood, not only have you given me so much, but you sent me this thing that could mean nothing any you know, to somebody else. They could have thrown it out, could have not even have seen it. What this means to me, I'll never be able to tell you how much. And, and at the time it came, and, and again, there are no coincidences. This is a God incidence here. Be leave there is good in the world and be that good so thank you marywood because you know duran to me is that and i work to be that every single day so thank you so much for that and for your positivity and and all 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 the things that you bring around so marywood i i appreciate you i love you and i thank you for everything